this week, Erica don't like broke bitches. Uh, we got snitches in here. And, you know, we're going to talk about FUBU brands and what could you wear to school. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes, first of all, best soundtrack to an episode of Atlanta so far. I don't want to hear about Migos. I don't want to hear about any shit else. CD Wonder was dope, but this yeah. was my childhood, yeah. and, and I can't. It's yeah. so goddamn good. Uh, welcome to the Atlanta panel. We're back. It's episode 10, which means yeah, we have one is. more until our finale. What? Ooh. This week, we threw it all the way back to middle school. It was wild. We was were wearing triggering. inappropriate clothing. Yeah. We were clowning. Uh, teachers. It was a mess. And, and then, of course, you know, we dealt with some depression. Uh, yeah. So we're going to get into all of those things today. Uh, on the panel, I got Drew, hey. Ivana. I got staff. What's up? Yay, welcome back, to be staff. I miss you. Uh, I'm Joelle Monique, of course. Uh, let's Are just you? get right into who else would I be? Uh, uh, no one. <laughs> the one and only. Yes. I want to talk about childhood and school trauma. I feel like this episode really informed us a lot about Erin and Al's. Not just their younger years, but how those younger years brought them to who they are today. Specifically, the line uh, where his aunt was like, look, if you let people bully you now, they're going to bully you forever. And we see Ern get the... He bullied every single episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until last week, he tried to make a stand, and it didn't fucking work. <laughs> I'm blown away. Spoiler it makes, alert. <laughs> it just makes last week's episode so much more depressing, because it seems like... We mm. built all of these years up to him just taking it and trying and trying to figure it out and trying mm. to be a good person. Uh, and when he finally stands up for himself, he just got beat down. It's brutal. Uh, I wanted to start off by asking you guys, do you think Ern should have stood up to his bullies and said, you know what, it's fake and I like my shirt and F off? Or do you do the right thing, protect himself, and get on that school bus? Um... I feel like, okay, because I went to an inner city high school, middle mm. school like that, and I can and I remember how vicious kids were about brands and stuff like that, and it's kind of like a dog-eat-dog world. Is that the right? Dog-eat-dog yeah. yeah. world. Um, you really have to kind of protect yourself, and he knew, I think he knew deep down that his was fake, mm. and he figured that the other kid would be okay because he already has so much real stuff. He, I don't think he was thinking like that that kid's going to get endlessly clowned for long, but like Ern, who doesn't have anything, mm. I feel like it, he thought in his mind he's going to get it worse. Okay. Yeah, I think he should have just got on the bus um, because he was all, he was outnumbered in every situation. It seemed mm-hmm. like so. It's like I I'm not for fighting, anyways. I'm not for violence, but I God, I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have redeemed himself when he saw the kid going in the bus. Like I thought mm-hmm. he was gonna come out and be like, "It's my shirt that's fake," and then it would have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna yell out and be like, "Hey, y'all, leave him alone," yeah. like because it's the end of the day. I thought he I thought he was gonna yell out to say stop. But I mean, I get it. Just looking at him and being like, God, I'm so glad that's not me. Like, oh, I don't want to go through that. I get that. But on the other hand, I'm like, I feel like that's a lifetime regret. Like, not in the moment. Like, as a child, like, you can't possibly conceive of all the things that could potentially be going on. All you know is you don't get your ass whooped. You don't want to be the one being clowned in school every day. School's all you have as a kid. You ain't got no job. Your family is not your reprieve. They're the people still pushing you. Mm. Like, school is your time to, like, be you. So to be clowned day in, day out, Mm -hmm. forever, uh, that's difficult. Um, But I also feel like that's something that, to this day, Earn might still regret. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I. Oh, hey. Hey, sorry. I was <laughs> stretching. It was a triggering <laughs> episode for Drew. I just needed some moral support. No. Um, I. I don't know. Like, Erin probably should have said something. I was up. I was like the poor kid in school, like Erin, mm-hmm. and so like my mom often bought knockout like. When I was in high school, like, Hollister was cool, so, like, the little birds. And my mom... Oh, my God. My mom would just buy polo shirts with, like, any little emblem on it. It would be, like, a croc, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A croc. (laughs) And, like, I'd I'd just go into school and people would, like, try to make fun of me. I'm like, what are you going to do? Beat my ass? No. So, goodbye. It's crazy how we get caught up on just the logo. If it doesn't look like the the appropriate logo, you get clowned for it. And Mm -hmm. that's so sad because a lot of kids, they don't have access to, you know, these expensive clothes. So, it's like, but don't clown them for it. And it's their parents' money at the end of the day. None of y'all are buying your clothes. We didn't have money then. Yeah. Well, what I want, because, Steph, I feel like you're the only one on the panel who can answer this. Um, Because I know labels are huge in the black community. As someone who's not part of the black community, were labels because like we see the white kid in the episode be like, "I wore this shirt twice this week and nobody cared." Like, did you feel pressured to have labels? It depended on where I moved. Like when I was younger, people cared, and then they didn't care like this ever. And then when I moved to the other, I moved to like a really white school, and the girls were so so rich, and that's where mm-hmm. that was the first time I felt like, oh, I actually can't afford something because yeah. they mm-hmm. would be wearing like. Rock and Republic, True Religion, all those jeans. Mm. And so, like, they would shame, or the Juicy Couture, like, they knew oh if that, if that was fake, that little yeah, zip up. Is. So, but it was yeah. never like, like, I feel like guys don't realize how ruthless they can really be to mm. each other. Yeah. I was saying, I kind of wish Kelly were here tonight, uh, just because I feel like it's hard for me to put myself in the way guys are bullied. Yeah. Mm. Like, girls would be much more sly about this, and they would just, like, more like death by a million cuts you know what i mean like i'll just slowly destroy your soul until you hate yourself uh whereas guys are like oh hey you look stupid (laughs) clown like let me punch you in the face and then it's over uh (laughs) it feels short but i know that stuff is long lasting and traumatic um whereas girls it seems like every day in and out you can never escape it uh so wouldn't mind if some guys in the chat or you know if you're listening later if you want to pop up in the uh comment section and tell us you know maybe about your bullying experience or if you think this was authentic uh from a distance, it certainly felt authentic, especially when they got to clowning the substitute teacher. Okay, now that... <laughs> it was wrong. It was so wrong, but it was hilarious. Kids are awful. Kids well, are you awful. see that teacher still can't take it either. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just as sensitive. Like, I feel like that's almost a reflection of like, what Earn does. Like, words mean things. You can hurt people, which we saw. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Were you about to I, say I feel bad, like... <laughs> It was just one, it's a well-known thing that when the sub comes in, ain't shit gonna be done today. We're not, mm-hmm. like, oh, we watching the movie? Sure, Jan. Whatever. Like, that's not sure, happening. Like, <laughs> they're very, I think I had maybe one substitute, and she was this mean-ass lady from Jamaica. Her name was Miss King, and I still think about her. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she knew I was Jamaican. She you had a lot of issues with Jamaicans. <laughs> it's because we spot each other out. We call each other out. I understand. But she used to take me off to class, and she'd be like... I'm watching you. Shit. <laughs> but she was the only substitute teacher I think I've ever had that was like, everyone was like, okay, got you. But otherwise, like, substitute teachers are like, you clown them because they, they're not really good enough to be teachers. Mm. So they're just like, <laughs> they sub in. They're just there. That they're, is not why they sub They're glorified babysitters. <laughs> so many of them are like, 
part time. Maybe the district Look doesn't have an open position. <laughs> As you can see, I was one of you who clowned us. Drew is still in middle school. We're <laughs> <laughs> waiting for her to catch oh up. My God. My goodness. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I have a lot of repressed feelings towards them. <laughs> I find it surprising that you only ever had one substitute teacher. No, I only have one that I respected. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I was like, Let well, me be clear. Wow. I had multiple substitutes. I was substitute like, your, kids, your students were never, or your teacher were never missing school. That's incredible. Well, my teacher stayed Man. gone. Yep. <laughs> my, I would try to make friends with the sub. I think it's interesting the idea of. Uh, brands being this important especially now as an adult where i'm like i don't know i could afford this t-shirt and i like it so let's roll with it uh you mentioned some of the brands that were popular at your school what kind of brands were you having to rock with okay so i don't know if some of y'all remember <laughs> yeah bring up what you it's brought a fashion breakdown j-lo's clothing line yeah of course. i had some pants from 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 j-lo and they were very very tight honestly they weren't really appropriate for like young girls mm. but hey whatever they were in the junior section so Look, i wore them we this don't is early odds women. we're talking about Look, and nothing was appropriate for anybody girl, it was I had, awful i i think i had one pair of apple bottoms my mom was really iffy about those because she thought all those clothes were way too tight mm-hmm. for girls mm-hmm. um oh and then and then talking about like the fake clothes i did i think i had a uspa shirt mm. um not that, that it's really chat. fake because it's it's actually older than polo but you just can't be wearing uspa yeah. apparently and i got think i got that one from burlington's baby fat echo fat yes, farm fat farm mm. Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones. The See, jellies. I've always been, like, big, so <laughs> I wasn't wearing, like, any of the popular clothes, but I got my boobs early, so I had to be showing those off ever. You can't buy that! I'd be low V-necking, and girls would be like, you showing off your boobs, like, you just mad because your name comes, yours have not come in yet, so I'm yeah, rocking right, them forever. Jealous. Mine still haven't come in yet, so... <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine to be delivered. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Uh, speaking of clothes, let's talk about Al's ROTC outfit and how proudly he wore that shit. Girl. Al's like, like every kid in ROTC because you know they're about to so go I didn't have an ROTC. Right so break this down for me because I didn't have it in my school. <laughs> ROTC kids were the most annoying fucking kids Oh, in damn. You got feelings. Yes. They were. Because they were like, ROTC is basically like training to go into... The military. The military. Mm-hmm. And so they really were out here thinking that they were already in this yeah. joint. Yeah. And they were so bossy all the yeah. time trying to tell you they what to snitches. do. They were snitches. Oh my God. Yes, they <laughs> were. The yes, only time were. I ever ended up in ISS was because of ROTC kids. Because the ROTC kids. Because yes. they snitched. Yes. The, an ROTC kid would get you a detention, an ISS, AEP, all of it. They all yes. got DUIs now and yes. five <laughs> baby mothers. Yes. So. Did you and they did not go into the military. Nope. No. This is some fire shit. I had no Girl, idea sorry. about.
as a kid is hilarious and I'm not gonna lie probably how I'd raise my child just be a foul mouth like talk back like don't you take shit from anybody the way he lawyered up himself in that meeting was amazing yes. he took that kid to task he was like nope you did it wrong you did wrong too what do we think about Al's uh, childhood persona it's who he grew up to be. I mean, it's like, this is so Al, he was the same way as a kid. Like, I wasn't surprised. I'm like, it's just very fitting. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, I love young Al. I think he's same. hilarious. But I feel for him because he was in there with that little white, what's that kid? White, white, non black. Latino, white passing Latino. I don't know. <laughs> non black, man of color, mm. possibly. And he knew. <laughs> Listen, We're not sure. Public, <laughs> public schools are not out we'll here. Leave it out there. Up for, up for racially ambiguous. <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were just talking about. Anyway, other. we were. Um, Let me get it out. Anyway, he knew Someone that public like schools me. aren't here for black kids. As we see on the news all the time, it's public schools aren't true. for black kids. They don't know how to. Right. They don't know how to correctly like. You know, keep us in line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even when we are in line, like they, they just don't know how to, out. they just don't know how to handle us. So he was like, "Listen, you gonna be all right, but I'm just gonna go ahead and throw you under the bus because <laughs> I gotta look out for me." And I loved it. I loved. Him. We do black kids. We do have to look out mm-hmm. for ourselves in public schools. It's well, a shame. Yeah, because he knew like you could easily get your words twisted. I feel like, and mm-hmm. it's he knew like I gotta have both sides. And he was like, "What are you gonna do? You gotta give us both dissensions." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yes." And I like and how all gave, of a sudden it was like nobody's in trouble then. Yeah, yeah. right. He was yes. like, "Okay, I'll just go back to class." And then I, I like, used hmm, that advice funny. to Al. Well, mm-hmm. I also feel like with public schools, like there's very limited resources and teachers are being underpaid. And it's kind of like, because I have a couple of friends who are in public schools and it's like sometimes Oof. you just got to get through the day. Okay. <laughs> and they don't like, like honestly, I don't have the energy for this. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to play this right. Just go. Oh, yeah, my face. This little boy, I'm going to be back in here in a couple of weeks doing right? some other shady shit. Like, it's not the hill I'm dying on no. today. Now, Al was smart. He was like, let me get you to tell all the information. I sold your calculator back to you. That makes you stupid, not me. You spent money on something you already own. You definitely should have just gone to the principal and be like, you can see it has my name carved in the back. Uh, for the future, if you're still in junior high and dealing with these things, go to a teacher first. <laughs> um, I also really enjoyed the whole, like, arc of the t-shirt like just be first of all being in the store with mom was so triggering i feel like we don't see this with a lot of black kids again a lot of black stories are tragic from the perspective of like oh racism is awful mm-hmm. um which it is but it's also nice to see just like the daily struggle and being in the store with your mom and you're like woman i want to go home she's like oh, i like this oh it's a good price but i don't know are we buying it or not right. like i have video games at home that need to be played okay. i got homework Hello. to do this is a lot um <laughs> this is I, a lot <laughs> And what do you think when his eyes fall on the t-shirt and he's like, oh my God, mm. think of it. I'm going to be so sharp in it. Um, especially for back to school, like clothes shopping. Oh this was very triggering yeah. and kind of a unique moment. Uh, what do we think about his mom being like, especially at the end? So I bought you another FUBU t-shirt. Don't say nothing about it. I felt for him. Yeah. I really did. Like, he's not going to. I'm, I don't think he's gonna wear it though, of course, because no, like, no, everything can't. I just went through, I'm not doing this again with you, mom. Yeah, and it was a good perspective to show. I think when parents are, they every parent just disconnected from what goes on in school mm-hmm. because kids all play their parents mm-hmm. into thinking they're nice when uh, there's bullies, like we saw in the first scene in the bus. Well, then you can't even explain this because your mom's reaction is going to be to go down to the school yes, and talk to somebody exactly. and get your ass and their ass dragged out. And now who's and a then snitch? your snitch? Yeah. It's, it's a lose-lose. Mm. 
I feel like that's interesting because that's sort of the entire premise of the show is like nobody's getting ahead uh, and it's constantly a lose-lose. And so the idea of distilling that into your elementary mm-hmm. experience uh, where it's always lose-lose, like whether you're going up against teachers, whether it's your parents, whether it's other students. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we learned about the guys through this journey. Drew said something interesting while we were watching. She's like, I wonder where that happy owl went. And I think if you knew a lot of, or at least for me, I knew a lot of black boys, you know, coming up with a family or whatever, uh, Jack and Jill, they were like, they're happier mm-hmm. as kids, like joyous, like running around, super excited. And now not so much. Now mm-hmm. there's like a lot of... I don't know if it's some of it's depression, some of it's anxiety. A lot of it is just kind of how the world has beat them up. Uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about like black depression and our ability to talk about it, and especially as we see Mm. it in our boys. Mm. Um, Drew, I know you looked at some statistics earlier about like black suicide. Yeah, because obviously, um, you know, suicide is one of those things that the black community doesn't really discuss. And uh, so I wanted to look at the actual numbers for it. And since 1999, black, uh, suicide in young black males has actually gone up, uh, like, it's doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, between the ages of 15 and 24, it's the third leading cause of death in young black males. And um, that statistic for it doubling since 1999 was for uh, young black males between the ages of 5 and 11. That is nuts. Yeah. And that was according to uh, Rolling On dot com so yeah you want to double check it do you think that's what this show was kind of like showing that there's like home issues that you can't even like talk about things and then also like when you get to school things happen and it's like Mm -hmm. you're kind of boxed in i think the show was trying to show like because the whole time at least most audience members are rooting for earn to do well like don't get in trouble don't get beat up like we know Earn, we want him to be safe and okay um but at the same time in your rush to be safe you forget about like those around you like that kid deserved people rooting for him as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we didn't get that and also i don't think anybody would have saw it even though there's a lot of signs there we see the kids being like oh you sensitive you're gonna cry like what's wrong with you yeah. and he's you know boohooing and trying to run away and he's sitting by himself a lot of the times so we mm-hmm. never see him talking to anybody else mm-hmm. all signs of like depression um isolation and bullying and yet it's not until he's already gone that we take notice of those things yeah. or at least i as a viewer took notice of those things um so I, I'm glad they did. It is super, uh, it's kind of depressing, but we've been dealing with a lot of heavy issues, especially, again, as it relates back to our Robin season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ern is robbed of the excitement of his shirt and just enjoying it. Al yeah. literally stole a calculator and that kid lost his life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nuts, but. Um, yeah, I guess that was what my question, like, as black women, what do you think your, what's your perspective of why this statistic has gone up like that grossly? Well, I think, one, it's because the black community is, we're expected to be strong all the time because of historically all the things that we've had to go through. And, like, our black men are never allowed to show emotion because they've been, you know, treated in less than human for so many years that, like, there's this consistent need to show how manly they are, to show how strong they are, to show how, you know, savage they are. And so they don't get to show these emotions and feel pain and hurt in the normal way. And so you bottle that up for a certain amount of time and it can only be bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, um, you know, the political climate has a lot to do with that as Mm -hmm. well, you know, Um, with people, whether or not they'll be losing their jobs, whether or not they they can afford health care, just things like that um, definitely affect them. So it's it, it kind of shocks me, too, because I feel like 
in the black community, we're talking about mental health awareness more. And I'm seeing more black people actually discuss even thinking about going to therapy and their Mm -hmm. experiences with therapy and even their experiences with being on medication. There's nothing wrong with being on like (laughs) medication for your anxiety and your Mm -hmm. depression, paranoia, PTSD, all of it. But Mm -hmm. the fact that the numbers are still climbing, it uh, it just I'm baffled. There's still an entire generation and even some folks from our generation who do not believe in mental health. And there's a lot of reasons for black Americans specifically to distrust the medical system like we've been tested on. Mm -hmm. We've been, you know, abused by Mm -hmm. the medical community. We're Mm -hmm. not listened to. Freaking star champion tennis players who know their body better than anyone else are telling their doctors post-birth, like, hey, I have an issue. You want to watch out for it? Hey, this issue is happening right now. Someone needs to watch out for it. It's literally happening. Like, Serena had to convince her doctors, like, you need to take care of me or I'm going to die. And she's got power and money behind her. So the idea that that's still not... That's still something that we're dealing with. So I get it. On the other hand, it's super isolating. I recently came out to some of my family members about, like, my mental health struggles and telling them, like, look, I want to get... I'm going to see a therapist. I'm trying all of these different things. And the reaction was like, oh, mm-hmm. but don't you think that's a scam? Or, oh, you don't want to, like, lose that bright personality of yours? Or, yeah. oh, like, you want to become addicted? Or maybe you should prey on it. Oh! Nobody told me that, but they're aware of how <laughs> I feel about those things. And so that was a smart choice on their part. But you could tell that that was in their spirit a little bit. Yeah. The idea of, like, oh, you're going to be okay, just toughen up, which mm. is a super black, like, God, mindset. Um, you're strong. You can handle this. Exactly. But I feel like I can't. So now what? Right. But I, but I'm actually not handling it. <laughs> I'm actually not doing well. It is actively not getting better. So I can keep trying or I can like try something else. And so I need a third help. party. I need some additional help. But um, identifying it is, is number mm-hmm. one. Audible. That's amazing. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. Uh, Sean in the chat pointed, said um, what's important I think is that Devin didn't even tell the other kids that he saw the string from Ern's shirt. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of interesting that like. I don't know if he was so depressed that he was just in his own little world and just was like oh, yeah. going through it or like I don't know. I'm just really sad about this episode. I'm not gonna lie. This whole You're situation sad as hell too. was Yeah. Hard. Is it twice as sad because it was obvious which shirt was the ripoff? If yeah. it's got a patch, it's probably legit. I'm not trying to be rude, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. Are you saying about about Devin's suicide? Yeah, that. But also, um, because the last thing those kids did was throw something at him before that he got on the bus, mm-hmm. and that's the that was their last interaction with that boy before he mm-hmm. killed himself. And then whenever the principal came in, mm-hmm. that boy laughed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that shows something else is just the the disassociation God. with like death. Because I've certainly like I have mixed feelings about it. Because on the one hand, like. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced something, like, horrible and laughed at it. I have because I, I get anxious. Sometimes I laugh, and it's not... It's out of a... You're, you're uncomfortable. Right, yeah. right. And I don't want to dehumanize... Like, it could have been you just a trash person, and you thought it was funny that he killed mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's more likely, like, shit. That was my last interaction with him. I hope And so. I don't know what else to do with myself in this moment, and it's awkward, and I'm uncomfortable. And I'll never tell anybody about it, because just like he didn't tell anybody about it... Mm-hmm. That's not something I'm going to ever be able to talk about. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the little kid, I hate calling kids trash, but. Um, <laughs> Some kids are trash. They're yeah. just tiny people. But it also goes. <laughs> That's it. It also goes into, um, it just goes to show that how much we don't really take mental health seriously. And it starts whenever we're children that we do need to have these conversations mm-hmm. and we don't have that. So we don't really even understand how powerful depression is mm. that and it when it pushes somebody to the point of suicide and how permanent suicide is, you know, and for him to just laugh, it's, it's, he probably wasn't even what well, he wasn't thinking. Mm-hmm. 
I want to circle back into a brighter note on the show. We got a Dragon Ball Z drop. What? All Whoa, my black nerds party. Dragon Ball. Call me, call me. Yes. Yes, Steph. Uh, I don't know if you, like, I, I was born in 89, so like in 99 I was 10. Uh, I had a lot of older cousins who were like hyped as fuck for Dragon Ball Z, and that was my introduction to right. anime. They would take like hours to draw the characters, they had scenes up, they could tell me about every episode. Um, and I just love seeing Black Nerdum in the same way that I liked uh, two episodes ago where Al ran into those kids and they were like, oh, Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, anytime Black Nerd Speak, I just love it, and I love that uh, Donald Glover finds a way to weave that in at any point in time, and it was super great. Let's also take a minute to talk about Urka. Oh, Urka. Like, look, girl. I respect what you're trying to do here. I respect that you're like, oh, he's kind of cute. I don't want to do. But I don't like broke niggas. Like, girl, he's 14. He ain't got a job. Everyone here is broke. None of us have our own money. Get over yourselves. My question to you guys is, did you know an Erica or were you Erica? I wasn't Erica. I knew an Erica. <laughs> I knew I'm an about Erica. the love. I was not that bold like that. Yeah, I'm no. not about the. I want to get paid. You I can be just yeah. a nice man without money. <laughs> I wasn't cute in high school, so I was not picky. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew my lane, you know. I knew my lane. I was, I was just chilling, you yeah. know. Yeah. I was just hanging out. Yeah. I liked that Ern wasn't even really into it. Like he was like, "Well, yeah, I like her. She's cute." But then she, he gave her his note. She gave him her number, and she was like, mm. The climax of the notes were epic. Oh, my God. Because we all were, like, taken aback at the last note. I was like, she did it. I'm like, another note? What A now? third note. That's too many God, notes. We need to write multiple questions. It's Drew so, has a yeah, positive right. note so for me us. Questionnaire. Yes, Drew does have a positive note for us. <laughs> I sure <laughs> do. I sure do. <laughs> if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all aspects of your life, we've got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menudos is hosted by our After Buzz TV founder and drops every Friday. Guys, that's tomorrow. So get ready for it. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was us, the Atlanta panel, Mm -hmm. that sent you there. Yes. Conversation with Maria Menudo's podcast edition. Check it out. Do check it out. She's not in America. No, she's not. She's she's going to help you get your life. (laughs) Uh, I love the way Al stood up for Earn. We get Al burst in, and it's like, let me take these tags. Nope, it's wrong. He said China. He's lying. Insert racist joke here. Kid's actually Filipino. Which... You know what I thought was interesting about that? The whole, the Asian kid being involved with it. Hmm. Because I feel like it's kind of a take on the, the hype beast thing where, like, Asian culture often reflects black culture, but, like, they still have, mm. there's still a lot of anti-blackness to it. Oh, what? Okay, and, like, what? I thought the same thing, but thanks for saying it, Yeah, girl. but, like, the term hype beast is, like, you know, they're the brand snobs and it's mm, normally yes. urban wear. And I just thought, like, it was interesting that, like, Donald Glover, of all people, mm. was the one. Because, you know, he's well, been accu- remember the director of every single episode is Asian. Wait, what were you about to yeah. say? Well, he's, been, he's been accused of, like, fetishizing Asians, Asians. like, mm-hmm. over the years. So I just thought it was interesting that that was, like, Brought in to there. Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I'm glad Hiro Mirai is here. He made that moment, like, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to delve into 
uh, racism, especially I feel like so we don't talk a lot about racism within the black community. I'm sorry, prejudice within the black community. Black people can't be racist. It's a systematic thing. Uh, but we can't be prejudiced, and we frequently are. Uh, I certainly have grandparents who are super prejudiced. Girl. <laughs> I think I told y'all my brother brought home a white girl one time to Thanksgiving and my grandma fake fainted. Girl, why? <laughs> Out of the I reaction can't. to it. She was like, oh, Jesus. And she oh, went down. My cousin brought home a, a but Mexican woman. She, she wasn't having it. We, no. she, don't touch, she don't claim that side. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, my cousin brought home a Mexican woman who's the mother of two of his children. Mm. And my family, it's like, I was like, y'all ain't gonna talk to her? They're like... I don't even know who she is. She's not married to him. And I was like, oh, my God, oh. this is so Oh, yeah, don't problematic. let them not be married. Then they Ooh, really yeah. don't. They're like, no. And then he denounced Jesus in front of everybody, and they were ah. like, we're done with the whole family. I said, this is a lot, y'all. <laughs> but it's possible. It was interesting to see. Uh, final things I want to talk about about the episode are the moms. So we see oh. Ern's mama and Al's mama sitting together yes, mm-hmm. being adorable. And they give them some advice that I think all black children hear. Mm. Uh, like, you are a black man in America. Mm. You need to care about how you dress. You're going to wear a suit. My mother would do this to me all the time. She'd be like, here are your white gloves and your crinoline-filled dress. Oh. You're going to look nice. And I'm like, mommy, <laughs> this thing is itchy. I do not feel comfortable. She's like, you are going to stand up there with a rod straight back and you are going to present or meet these people or shake hands, whatever. Yeah. And it, I remember being annoyed because, like, I didn't feel like I could be a kid, like, Kid, like I grew up in an all white community. I've talked about this a lot, and like kids could rip and run and be loud and mm. all kinds of things. And no, not you, because you're black, mm-hmm. and they will call you out for it or call me out for it as your mother. So I'm not doing this. And was that conversation triggering for anyone else? Yeah, Sean in the chat said um, that he felt like it was kind of it's kind of going back to like the slave mentality that we still have to dress well, and that when the moms were saying you're a black man in this country and you need to look good wherever you go. It was kind of like you need to look good for the white man or else you're not going to, like, make it. That's an interesting take. And I feel like... Oh, yeah, I wrote some about that. I kind of peep that because I I have a white mom and she, I feel like, is a very progressive woman. But obviously, you know, she's going to have her shortcomings with the black community, like, not fully understanding. So she was very hard on me in comparison to, like, my white siblings or, Mm -hmm. like, but my biracial brother and I, like, she was very hard on us because she was like, people are going to be hard on you. Mm -hmm. About how, like, they instantly will assume they know you from the first glance. Like, your siblings are not going to have to go through that. They can do whatever the hell they want. And people are Mm going to constantly give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't get that luxury. So you need to speak properly. You need to, you know, be careful how you're acting out in public. You need to do this. You need to dress like this. Your mama knew what's up. It was just very, like, and it sucked because I would, like, watch my sister, you know, act a damn fool. And no one would think Mm -hmm. twice. But, like, I had to be... Mm-hmm. I had to be great at all mm-hmm. times because, like, I slip up once and I'm instantly a stereotype and you no longer are acknowledging me or respecting me. Agree. <sighs> Agree. <laughs> I want to take issue with the, the slave. I don't know if it's a hangover from, from slavery. I, I just feel like parents know how people are going to treat you. And it's true that you're going to be treated better the better you dress, the better you behave. Mm-hmm. And it. Is it exhausting to have to be that on all the time? Yes. Should there be spaces where, especially as kids, you can kick back and relax and be loud and 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 just be a child for a little bit? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't disagree that, like, when you step out into society, you need to understand what it is you're up against. And I think preparing your kids for that is just being a good parent. Yeah. I definitely agree. I just, and I mean, it's one of those things that's like, it sucks and it's unfortunate that, like, we can't, I mean, don't be a jackass, you mm-hmm. know, like. 
But it does suck that, like, there isn't a sense of freedom that we're allowed to have as black kids, especially young black men. Like, it sucks that there's not that certain sense of freedom, Mm. and you instantly have to be game on the second you're not, like... But the more you talk about it, the more I think this is why Donald Glover's a genius, because the juxtaposition of his, um, like, in more of, like, a white society type outfit look, and in school, they're both not safe spaces. Mm. Yeah. Uh, D. McElroy in the chat says, it seems like the black community is always trying to make sure that white people aren't scared. (sighs) Okay, so here's the thing. One, yeah, totally. And I agree with you that it shouldn't be... Black folks' responsibility not to make white people scared. Facts. But I also yeah. think that, as you're saying, but again, but to the, to the other side of that is, but sometimes they are. And when white people are scared, sometimes black kids end up dead. And so asking your children to try to play along, even though it feels negative, because you don't want to have to bend their will to something else. Mm-hmm. It, it's also, I would like it's to see you come gone. home today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want you getting in trouble at school. It's going to make it harder for you to go to college, which we know is going to give you a better start in life. You yeah. know, it's going to start you off an incredible amount of debt. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of things to juggle. Being black is not easy, and you have to make these decisions every single day. Yeah. That's very real. The way that we present ourselves to the world could easily be a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trayvon Martin wore a hoodie, so. Yeah. Like, it's it's not anything new that we're dealing with. But it still doesn't work because, like you said, Trevor Martin, you know, wore a hoodie. I mean, MLK was in a suit when he was mm-hmm. murdered, you know, and he's Facts. like the most respectable black Absolutely. person ever well, and that, now. That you guy know. in New York moving into his apartment and he was just working for, the, for the White House administration. Yeah. yeah. Was caught, said that they were. So, like, it's still, it, I understand that, that mindset, but also it still doesn't work. So, like. I know. also think it's, like, a white person thing in general to ju- just judge, like, mm-hmm. in any space, especially, especially with um, black men and women and boys and girls. Mm-hmm. But in general, like, even, like, if I'm, like, because I'm racially ambiguous and I can, like, be accepted by the white community easily. Mm-hmm. If I'm, my parents are both in law and, like, they screamed it into us like we have to be best behaved all the time Mm -hmm. dressed all the time like i remember when my brother was going through like a goth phase like in church like you see like white people go crazy like that's (laughs) just like they're always in fear of something that doesn't look like them so that's why i think it's magnified with the black community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. so i i really appreciate everybody chiming in in the chat and uh, again i totally hear your perspectives and they're incredibly valid so thank you this is great uh, I wanted to drop into some news and gossip. Okay. Oh! After Buzz yes. TV News. Steven, I'm so sorry. Did I check with you? Did I have you look at the email? <laughs> no. We're going to do like the back so, to each okay, other. Okay, can you just uh, can you just look up <laughs> on Twitter, Atlanta Cast, or uh, so you can just look it on Google. It's Atlanta Cast uh, singing Creep by TLC. In the meantime, I can do a little, little yeah, info. Yeah, yeah. Zazzy Beats was on Jimmy Kimmel. Great episode. So good. Uh, Donald Glover announced his tour dates with Vince Staples. Yes. That's going to be lit. And um, what else? There was also something. SNL. Oh, of course. I'm on the SNL panel. You can catch that on Sundays. Yes. Donald Glover will be there and his alter eagle, Ch- Childish Gambino. So it's going to be yes. great. Which I, I love. Because SNL is known for like putting videos and stuff throughout the week leading up to the show. Yes. And I love that anytime Donald Glover has to do anything, he doesn't. He talks about Childish Gambino as if it isn't him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So he's like, I'm hosting, hi, I'm Donald Glover, I'm hosting tonight with special guest Childish Gambino. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, that's you. But it's you, though. And the most, like, nonchalant <laughs> intro ever. Like, yeah. he's just like, you know he's gonna, like, 
really like light up the writing yeah. and they need that yeah. but he's like all nonchalant about it he's like I'll be there like yeah. his like promos are <laughs> nothing very chill <laughs> Crazy. Uh, If we can't find it, that's okay. Look, if you guys need to go onto the internet, search and find uh, the Atlanta episode from last week. They had an outtake video with the crew in their silkies singing Creep. Uh, If you've not seen the TLC Creep video, correct yourself and go see it now (laughs) on YouTube. It is thebomb.com. It's one of their best songs. Um, And the guys sing it, and they're amazing at it, and it's just a lot of fun. I'm really sad it got deleted. Like it got it deleted? Was deleted? It was a deleted scene. Like, oh, from in. the show. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, no, that no. Was the There's been a couple internet, deleted right? scenes that, like, the, the Black Panther thing, that deleted scene, I was like, why didn't that make it to the movie? This is another one. I was like, why didn't it make it to the show? There's, like, three Black Panther <laughs> deleted scenes, and they are all better than the last. It's Yo, incredible. I was like, why didn't y'all include this in the... I would have sat there for another, like, two hours. When they said the first cut of Black yeah, Panther was four enough. and a half hours, I said, release the whole so thing. that's fine. Okay? It does not bother me to sit here forever. I will do it. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. I'll block out my day. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Y'all may have oh, watched those it. white people for three hours. You could have let us watch Wakanda <laughs> for three. Ah, haters. Did not get enough Wakanda no. in part two. Uh, <laughs> so classic. So classic. It's on the complex Instagram page. I do know that. This yeah. Two, uh, this the video. video. If you yeah. follow me on Twitter, I've retweet- people keep tweeting it at me, and I keep retweeting it because it's so good. It's window. well worth your while. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like us as a panel should all have that. Can we get silk pajamas? Silky pajamas. Oh I'm about God, it. Yeah. I call purple. Uh, I obviously call green. <laughs> <laughs> She's I was going to say, yes. Steph already came in. I'm <laughs> hair red. Uh, all right. Great news and gossip, guys. Thanks for that. Uh, again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, rate us five stars. Leave us comments. If you're listening yeah. on iTunes, hi, listeners. Uh, you can also rate us the things there. Uh, uh, and tell us what you think. Uh, next week, I'm going to try to bring in as many iTunes comments from this season as possible. Give you guys shout outs because uh, I appreciate you guys. I know we don't get around to iTunes a lot. Um, so I want to say thank you to you guys. Uh, in our last couple of minutes, why don't we get into predictions for the last episode? Oh my God. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Okay. All right. So it has been 10 long episodes. It has been dramatic. We've mm-hmm. seen a robbery every episode. Al mm-hmm. had two standalone episodes. Uh, Darius went on the crazy adventure from Ooh. hell. Poor Ern getting clowned by everything and everybody. Cannot even get his shine on when he's trying to take his lady out. Lost a terrible, terrible tabletop game to his girlfriend. And we ain't seen this baby all season. What are you guys hoping we get at the season finale? I'm not out. Oh. This isn't a hope, but this is what I think's gonna happen. I Lay think on me. this is the end of Ern and Al's business relationship. I, mm. I think that's the final rob. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be because like they, this episode focused so heavily on their relationship and how Al had his back and like you know their how tight they've been for how long. Yeah, I mean they're cousins, right? but like they've been tight from the get go. Yeah. So I think it was to prepare you for the fact that. They're gonna go their separate ways, mm-hmm. especially with we think about the girl who was having so much issues uh, with her teacher at first. She's like, "Are we have a bad day?" Like, I don't know. Are we? That was me, by the way. I had a lot of attitude in high school. <laughs> I was like, "You got something to say?" They were like, "We don't want racist charges." I'm like, "I bet you don't." My mom will come up here and she will say some shit. You will okay. all be embarrassed. Um, My mom has a lot you? of big words. <laughs> She'll make you feel bad. Yes, but she does come in at the end, fills that little boy's seat who took his life, and she was just like 
lit. Like she was jovial. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to participate. I want to read. And I think it says something a lot about the cycle of depression mm-hmm. too, which is something we've been seeing Ern go through. If we think about where we left in season one, where mm-hmm. he was like, look, I'm not going to take anyone's charity. I'm going to stand on my own two feet and I'm going to like be a man and take care of my stuff too. This season where he, the last place he was living, which was in a storage unit, was robbed from him in episode one. Uh, to having to live with his cousin, to be essentially being dropped by his cousin after being clowned mm. for like eight episodes. Um, to now, like losing his girl, um, losing his job maybe. I think I think you're right that it is going to end, but my hope is something good happens for Ern is going to make Al double take. Because the thing is, Al's been on top for a while. And I don't think he realizes how good Ern has been to him. Like, to be fair, Ern has gotten him a lot of positions where he's standing right next to that other manager, which means we're on our way. But you have to do a lot of these baby steps before you can blow up. Yeah, some of the people in the chat think Ern is either going to commit a robbery himself. Um, people are kind of hinting towards they feel like a rat beef, maybe, because we've seen Ern work on I some music himself. It's going to be Ern versus Al, like Kanye oh, B. Jay-Z. God, no. <laughs> I don't think Ern or Al Xavier is Jones. on that coonery life. So. <laughs> I want to revisit Ern and Van for some reason. Yeah. I, just do. I have, That did not end. Like, we saw no. when Van had her solo episode, she was, like, checking his Instagram to see mm-hmm. what was up. We mm-hmm. saw some girl with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I would also, like... Either some kind of conclusion or at least yeah. like a text message. They're not the over. It's a no. notebook. It's never over for them. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, I think that I uh, this isn't going to happen, but I hope that Al like this is setting up Earn to realize that he can't live life like this in the backseat. Mm-hmm. His entire life and this entire season mm-hmm. and all that we've known, Earn, he is in the backseat and he's completely passive. Yeah, and if so you want to get that money, like and be successful with your cousin who also has your back, like you need to get on it, like start acting like you're meant to be there. Mm. totally yeah mm. i hope so like again we've been i've been asking Ern to like step up <laughs> you're making music we, we all hear that Ern is the one who's and even at the end of this episode we're like so Ern, you're gonna start your piano lessons and you're gonna wear the suit which means you were the one who was into music first um i kind of am curious if al ever went into the army if we see anything about that because he was in rotc this episode and he was sung because mm. rotc requires some kind of like group participation like you got to be actively involved yeah. you got to be showing up to things which does yeah. not seem like al's forte where we are now also all we know about al is super depressed mm. we see this a lot like even as he's making moves like he is just sad he's having a hard time like connecting with people just outside emotions just very moody exactly mm. so I'm kind of hoping to see like either what happened between there uh between his childhood and what we know of him today mm. uh, maybe more information about his mom mm. um and of course just our love darius like yeah. come back darius be fun <laughs> uh, i saw somebody say on twitter before like the blackest thing about atlanta is al's undiagnosed depression mm. mm-hmm. oh know? i saw that yeah uh, Christian Medson, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, in the chat said that he thinks the golden gun from um, the earlier episode is going to come back, the one that uh, Ern- oh, That makes took. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that would be... The show does do that a lot, where they'll be like eight episodes later, like, hey, this pays off. You remember like, this? Oh, damn it. And real <laughs> yeah. quick, um, Ib, Ib, sorry if I said your name wrong. <laughs> I can't read. Um, but he in the chat said that Denisha, the, the little girl that was mm-hmm. really upset the one day in Chipper, 
that she had a black eye and that he thinks she was being abused at home because there were like some bruises and stuff on her. Oh, the I didn't see the bruises. Not, not, I didn't see it. It was a glare where I was sitting. A couple of people in the chat like acknowledged. But I, I wonder, yeah. like, what she had some pep in her step when she came back in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? What is it that's like inspired her? Mm-hmm. So like, she's ready and willing to learn. The yeah, next I didn't step. know if mm-hmm. it was a bipolar disorder or like some, oh, something at home because mm-hmm. like usually kids don't want to act. Yeah. Usually kids don't want to do that. You know, like I feel like a lot of kids who like have Especially problems not that like quickly, that, like yes. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and they don't want to be the one causing problems, but it's like usually you get yourself in that box and then you have to act like it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying Tracy might die. <laughs> Why? I don't want that to happen. Uh, like, I mean, there are a lot of guns this season without yeah. any <laughs> impactful deaths that we've seen. Um, we talked about the simulation before, so it's very possible. Uh, thanks again to the chat for being here and being live and being on point. You guys are amazing. I really loved reading your theories throughout. Uh, until next week, folks, starting with Drew, where can the crew find you? Uh, you guys can find me on all the things at OKDrewJ. Oh, and everyone, I'm just going to have to say bye because it's going to be my last episode. No! I won't be here next week. But again, I'm Ivana. You can follow me on, tw- <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Ivana L. Williams. <sighs> and go go visit my Instagram. I just posted some new photos. Ivana.Williams. Yeah, check fire. those headshots. She's Thanks. gorgeous. Thanks, I'm like still like really upset. <laughs> We're not like, happy about so it. That's so rude for you not to tell me that before. Well, we have each other's numbers. Oh, oh yeah, I asked for it in a very aggressive way. Like, I really took the reins, you guys, because I love Ivana, and you should creep her Instagram, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra, and catch me on SNL when we debrief Childish Gambino. Yes, get that life. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. Uh, today, I was at Screen Junkies for the Women in Film benefit. You guys raised $34,000 for Women in Film, which is incredible. You, I think the oh. donations are still available. If you guys want to chip in a dollar or five dollars, we really appreciate appreciate it uh also check me out if you guys are in ontario california on the 19th and the 20th i'm gonna be doing two star wars panels a darkwing <gasps> duck panel and i'm talking to jason aaron about his legendary comic book scalp come join it say hi thanks for tuning in we'll see you from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 